Hi, it's Dwyer, September 6, 2023. Remember the date, right? Because late breaking information or information after today, I won't have for this video, right? September 6, 2023, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. Remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, sometimes the time to get great lines, and I mean great lines, very live underdogs, is before the fight is announced, right? There's nothing wrong with getting a great line at any time, right? Even before the fight is announced. Now, let me just point out that right now on oddschecker.com, they are posting a surprising line. It's surprising. You're going to have to shop around for the line. Casinos will make lines on fights that haven't been announced. The idea is to get your money and earn interest on your money then to refund your money if the fight doesn't go forward, right? But they're trying to keep you as a customer so they understand. They need to offer provocative lines. You have a line right now on Deontay Wilder against Anthony Joshua. They are giving you a minus 160. Minus 160 on Deontay Wilder. Joshua is going off at a plus 146. Understand, plus 100's even money. Joshua's a sizable underdog here. It's bet 100 to win, back your 100, plus $146. Right? Think about it. Now, the negotiations, of course are startling my cat here, but they haven't been finalized, right? But what was being discussed was a fight in the Middle East, right? Possibly in Dubois. So I believe gamblers have to assume, in my opinion, that because of economics, because Joshua is a huge draw, huge, in the United Kingdom. Because Wilder, separately, has talked about how he would love to fight in Dubois. And because there have been talks about the fight taking place in Dubois. I believe you have to assume that the fight will not be in the United States of America. The fight will not be in Deontay Wilder's backyard. Right now, let me just say, I believe Anthony Joshua wins the fight. I like Joshua here at the plus 146. I believe if this fight is announced, that 146 is going to dry up because I believe there are many people like me out there who think they see what they see. Right? Let's talk about why Joshua is the betting side of this play. 
Let me make another point, and it's foundational. Understand that when they are giving you a minus 160 on Wilder, right, simply to win, the odds for Wilder to win by stoppage should be much better than the minus 160. So here, my strategy is to grab AJ at a plus 146, hedged with Wilder by stoppage. Let me point out that unless this fight has several knockdowns of AJ, I do not see how Wilder can win this fight by decision. Right, so if you get an even money, which would be startling, quite frankly, given the caliber of both of these guys, if you were to get an even money on Wilder by stoppage, right, then if Wilder wins by stoppage, you're covered because you've put in a bet on Wilder by stoppage. And of course, if AJ wins by stoppage or by decision, you'll collect a plus 146 bounty. Let's talk about why I think AJ wins this fight. And I've made prior videos on this. Apart from a great left hook in his fight against Bermain Stavern, I view Wilder as one-handed. In other words, his big punch, and it's, it's a great punch, his big punch is a straight right hand, and we know where it lands, up top. In other words, Wilder's not only one-handed, he's location-based. You don't have a lot of Wilder opponents dropping to the canvas off body punches. You just don't. His whole game seems to be to set up that straight right and to hit you up top with it. Now, I feel that that places him at a huge disadvantage against Anthony Joshua, who's very two-handed. Right? Joshua is frustratingly two-handed because, as I said before, he fought Usyk. Joshua has a great left hook. It's a great left hook. He doesn't throw it that much. I believe he lacks the confidence to throw it. Right, so he's fighting a lefty who's going toward Joshua's left side. And Joshua could not get the left hook out the holster. Right, he has a great left hook. Not that he should hang around Wilder long enough to throw the left hook on Wilder because the left hook lines up with Wilder's great straight right. But just to understand, Joshua has an excellent right hand and Joshua is a much better body puncher than Deontay Wilder. Joshua is a guy who can hurt you to the body. Right? I don't like Wilder's footwork. Wilder is a guy who will cross his legs from time to time, right? Wilder's feet look a little bit off to me. Even his last fight against Hellenius, they're in the middle of the ring and then Wilder starts backing up, backs over to the ropes. Now he had a method to his madness. He gets the stoppage, 
right? Hellenius follows him over to the ropes, then gets hit with what else? A right hand up top, right? But Wilder's feet look a little bit clunky to me, look a little bit uncoordinated to me. Joshua has much better feet, moves faster than Deontay Wilder, right? So let me just say, because Joshua, quite frankly, is more fluid, has a more diversified attack, has power in both arms, in my opinion, looked great against Hellenius. I understand. Critics will say, well, Hellenius's jab got through. Look at AJ's eyes after the fight. They were a little bit puffed. Right? But understand, Wilder, in my opinion, doesn't have Hellenius's jab. Wilder really is a right hand, and it's jarring because he can throw it without a windup as a lead punch, right? It's a special skill Wilder has. I don't mean to diminish Wilder, right? Wilder, in my book, as longtime subscribers know, is a Hall of Famer, right? He was a heavyweight champion for five years. Understand, too, there's a crowd out there that says, well, who has he fought? Let's remember, Bermain Stavern had a share of the title. Wilder beat him. Wilder beat him a second time. I view Luis Ortiz as one of the elite talents in the heavyweight division. He's a hard southpaw. Right? He just went the distance with Andy Ruiz. In fact, I would say he won the last round in that fight, right? He finished stronger in that fight than Andy Ruiz, who, after the fight, talked about Ortiz's punching power. Wilder beat him twice, but most importantly, the best heavyweight of our time, the long-standing lineal champion, Tyson Fury has never been tested like he was tested in two different fights by Deontay Wilder. I'll agree. Wilder did little in that first fight other than knock Tyson Fury down twice. Folks, you understand, that was a major test by Tyson Fury. He beats the count on the second knockdown by one second. Then, of course, you get the third fight, where Tyson Fury is knocked down twice in the same round. So I know, in the moment, there's a group out there that's going to say, well, who has Wilder fought? But I'm just telling you, history is going to remember his trilogy with Tyson Fury. History is going to see a five-year period where he was the heavyweight champ. History is going to see a knockout percentage. That's off the page. History is going to see that while Hellenius doesn't make it out of the first round against Wilder, Hellenius makes it barely to the second half of the fight against AJ, right? The fighters who we thought were big and bad a few years ago when we were lamenting the fact that Wilder wasn't fighting 
A-level opposition. Many of those fighters have fallen off, right? Dillian White, I'm sorry. Failed drug tests casts a cloud over your career, right? Other fighters, as ferocious as they were, and let's remember, Derek Chisora gives Vitaly Klitschko, one of the best heavyweights I've seen, a tough fight and goes the distance with him, right? Many people, many, I would say more than 50%, thought Derek Chisora beat Robert Hellenius. But Derek Chisora never made it over the hump, did he? Against Tyson Fury. Right? He never got his share of the heavyweight title. There was a time when we were thinking, hey, why doesn't Wilder fight Derek Chisora? I'm just telling you, in history, they're not going to remember that period. They're going to ask the question on who gave Tyson Fury his toughest matches. Right? As of this video, the answer to that question is Deontay Wilder. Right? So, just understand, there's a reason why Wilder's a minus 160 in the moment. Right? In the moment. Despite the fact that Wilder does not have the hand speed, the combination punching of Andy Ruiz. And despite the fact that Wilder is not the mover, that Usyk is, right? Aren't those the guys who beat AJ, right? Blistering hand speed in the pocket. And then you had the consummate boxer who could be on the move, who could force AJ to move his feet, right? Wilder's neither of those. But in the moment, we view Wilder as more credible than Anthony Joshua. Understand, a minus 150 would give Wilder a 60% chance of winning the fight. He's going off at a minus 160. We're giving him a greater than 60% chance of winning this fight against a guy who himself was the heavyweight champion for two different stints. Right, so Wilder is a Hall of Famer. Wilder's getting way too much credit, in my opinion, from the casinos in the odds for this fight. I think this fight at a local, at a neutral location, the Middle East, or in the UK, Anthony Joshua's backyard. And let's remember, the fight hasn't been finalized yet. This fight could well be in the UK, right? The idea of getting Joshua, one of the heaviest punchers in the heavyweight division. Understand, while Wilder's right hand might be the heaviest punch in the division, I can't say he's a better puncher than AJ because AJ also has a left hand, right? That left hook that's missing in action, for example. Right? And AJ has an excellent straight overhand right. Right? And you can tell AJ's hooks hurt. Look at his fight against Dillian White. Look at what happened when AJ opens up. At the end of that fight with White on the canvas, 
White looked like he had been in a car crash. So forgive me, but I feel the plus 146 on AJ is simply too much. I'm going to hustle to try to find a place where I can get that plus 146. Let me say this too. And this happens more frequently than I'd like to admit. Let's say I grab the plus 146. Then the line goes up to AJ plus 160. Hey, that's okay. You know, I'm not here following the crowd. I'm following the odds. I'm following my analysis. I think AJ wins this fight, right? So to me, the plus 146, I'm getting more than I deserve already. If the casino then ventures up to plus 160, hey, okay, well, that's the casino's problem, not mine. That would tell me that the public doesn't really appreciate all the work that AJ's doing with Derek James. Right? I thought he moved well in his last fight. I thought the AJ of his last fight against Hellenius would be the AJ who fought Jermaine Franklin. Right? Would beat the AJ who lost to Andy Ruiz. Right? I think AJ is the kind of guy who understands now. He's in his 30s now. He understands now that he needs to work on things. You know how it is in your 20s. You're the best thing since sliced bread. In AJ's case, he wins the gold medal at home, at the Olympic Games, right? He's knocking guys out. The lifestyle is easy. He's on the way up. Then he starts fighting elite level competition. Okay, he gets dropped by Vladimir Klitschko, gets off the canvas, ends up winning that fight. Right? At that point, the money's pouring in. He's with his trainer. He has no reason to doubt his approach, even though when he meets up with Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather says, hey, why don't you come to my gym and let's work on your defense? Right? You know how guys in their 20s think. They're thinking, come on, man, Mayweather's from an older generation. Right? Defense, does Mayweather know who I am? I don't have to defend myself over 12 rounds when I'm stopping guys inside of the distance by several rounds, right? We'll overlook the fact that Mayweather knocked out about half of the guys he fought, right? I'm sure AJ was hearing about defense and he thought that's for an older generation, right? Hey, my defense is fine enough, right? I'm sure that was the mindset. Well, now he's in his 30s. Your 30s are different, right? For many guys, they've had kids. Oh, that mortgage. Oh, you're looking at the house. You're thinking about the life. Then you start thinking about not just the bills, but how you're going to pay them over the next few years. You start looking at your kid and you start thinking about private school and getting her or him into college and stuff like that. You're looking around. You realize that those pounds that just dropped off before after you ate potato chips and, you know, ice cream and stuff like that, then hit camp and suddenly the pounds drop off. Now the pounds are hanging around. Right now those aches and pains are hanging around. Right, that crick in your elbow, oh, it's going nowhere. It's hanging around. Right, then of course you're realizing that because of who you are, you're no longer on the way up. 
Now you're the house fighter. Now you're the fighter younger guys are targeting. You understand in this technologically driven world that people are looking at your tapes and they're saying things like, man, you know, this dude's defense isn't that great. They're saying, man, you know, if this guy lifts his feet and has to come after me, why can't I look like Usyk did in the second fight, late in that fight, when Usyk needed to show some defense and was able to cover up and move around the ring and neutralize whatever AJ was doing, right? So AJ's new approach is to blow everything up, to bring in a new trainer. He's listening to his trainer. Look at where his hands are his last fight. He has his hands up here a lot. You notice that? Look at the last sequence against Hellenius. He comes in this way, doesn't he? Then, of course, here's the right hand that ends the fight. Right? He's fainting a lot better. His defense is actually up. He's assuming now that he can get hurt. Right? That's what happens when you hit the canvas multiple times in a fight, as he did against Andy Ruiz. And he has more tools than Deontay Wilder. Right? Wilder has only lost to one man. Right? I'm sure Wilder thought that the first fight should have gone to him. Right? Forget this lineal nonsense. Who was the guy with the sanctioning body belt? It was Wilder, wasn't it? Right? Wilder knocks down Fury the second time. Turns his back. Is looking at the crowd. Is having a little mini celebration. Right? Fury, by his own admission, is unconscious on the canvas. Right? Understand, too, the second fight. Wilder has an excuse, at least to him. He has a few. Right? One of them is the idea that his costume was too heavy. You remember that one. You have the other one where people in his corner drugged him. That was an excuse for a while. Right? Just understand, fighters come up with excuses like that when they just don't believe they lost the fight. They believe something had to be wrong. So then the third fight, think about it. Wilder hits the canvas. Wilder gets off the canvas, drops Fury twice. I'm sure in Wilder's mind, he's thinking, okay, great. He hits the canvas a second time. This fight is mine. This guy can't take my punch. I've knocked him down now four times. Right? Twice in the first fight, twice in the third fight. Fury gets off the canvas, survives, clears his head, wins the fight, right? Gets the stoppage. So Wilder feels that the only guy to beat him is Tyson Fury. I believe Wilder's still unconvinced that Fury would win a fourth fight against him. Right? So I would say out of these two, and Wilder has worked on his game. He's able now to throw a short right hand, right? Shorter than before. But let's just say, I would say, between these two, Wilder's probably the guy who's more complacent than Anthony Joshua, right? Joshua is humbly trying to rebuild his reputation. Understand that British press 
is relentless. They're non-stop. I look at the interviews of AJ from the British press, right? It's friendly fire, right? The, uh, you know, British press person always seems to be, you know, saying to him things like, hey, uh, what happened in the Usyk fight? As if undisputed cruiserweight champion and Olympic gold medalist Usyk is somehow a scrub who should have been dealt with summarily. Right? You almost want AJ to say, hey, you know, have you looked at Usyk's record? <laughs> this is a guy who beat Barris Breedis when Breedis was undisputed. Uh, excuse me, was undefeated in Breedis' backyard. Right? You almost want fighters to say, hey, the reason I lost to the guy I lost to is because that guy's a badass. But AJ has taken the questions. AJ has tr changed trainers. He's looking for the right fit, right? I'm telling you, he looked good in his last fight. I think he's hungry in his 30s. I think he's faced more adversity than has Deontay Wilder. So, I like AJ, plus 146. I'm shocked at this line. I'll hedge to play with Wilder by stoppage. Right? Understand, if Wilder by stoppage is anything less than a minus 146, then I'm good. I have a net positive expected winnings. Right? I'm telling you Wilder by stoppage will probably be better, you know, will return you better than even money. It'll probably be a plus 110, plus 120, plus 130. So then you have the kind of bet I like, where it's better than even money on both sides of the hedge. But let's understand the risk involved. If Wilder comes out, knocks down Joshua a few times, if Joshua stopped, you're good. But if the fight goes the distance, like Wilder's first fight against Tyson Fury, and if Wilder is awarded the decision, and let's remember, Wilder's first fight against Tyson Fury is called a draw. If Wilder is awarded the decision, you lose it all. That's how I see this fight. Let me hear from you. I'm going to try to lock in a bet now before the fight's announced. Also understand the risk. Right? You know the way boxing is. This fight could well fall apart. If it does, you will have lent the casino your money in an interest-free loan. Until, of course, the end of the year when they would presumably refund your money. Right? So just keep that in mind. Also keep in mind the fact that when you have a mega fight like this, there are deep-pocketed individuals in the background with their own agendas, right? Some of them are Las Vegas casino owners, right? There is a remote possibility that someone steps out of the weeds, right? New York Knicks owner James Dolan, for example, who now owns the Spear, 
which is right by the Venetian in Las Vegas. Someone could step out of the background and say, hey, I will pay obscene money to have this fight in Las Vegas. There is the possibility, remote, that this fight lands in Deontay Wilder's country. Right? If it does, and you've placed a bet already, you're stuck with that bet. Don't get me wrong. Even in America, I think AJ wins this fight. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take the plus 146. But just understand, if this fight lands in America, people who bet later than you are going to get better odds. If you're someone who cares about that, that's a consideration. Anyway, that's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. I understand there are numerous members of the bomb squad who believe that Wilder has been dissed, that the count in the first Fury fight was a long count, fights two and three should not have happened, and who believe that AJ is tentative and has been fed, Kubrat Pulev, and fighters like that. Tell us about it in the comment section of this YouTube video. Thanks for stopping by.